It's the bachelor lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. We living it. Can I steal you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckler, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection, we falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting a limit? Welcome back. From the ballerlifestyle.com, you're listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. <sighs> this is a tough one, fam. This is, look. We've determined, and, and if you're a Bachelor watcher, as many of the listeners of the show are not, in fact, the smart ones, don't watch The Bachelor. We watch it for you and explain how awful it is to you. Everyone knows that The Bachelorette is the much worse version of The Bachelor. It is not a good show, and this season is especially bad. The Bachelorette is a dud, as I predicted she would be. The bachelor, the contestants are awful. They're so unmemorable and they're so not serious. It's, it's a real hard watch. So we're, we're here to discuss it. My name is, of course, is Brian Beckner and I'm joined now as always by the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello everybody. There. Yep. Hello there. Hello. So let me put a name on a couple of the listeners out there that I know for a fact. Neither of these guys have watched a single minute of the TV show, but they listen to each podcast. Our guy Jonesy. Oh. And Jonesy Jukebox. Steve Jones from the from the Sex Pistols. One it's one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Great <laughs> memoir. Um, it's actually Jeff Jones. Oh, Jeff but, Jones, yeah. the the pedophile that played um, that played Principal Rooney in uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great actor. You know, you know what he's great in one of the, one of the greatest movies of all time, Amadeus. Wow, Amadeus. I thought you were going to go with uh, Ferris Bueller. I, I like Deadwood. I like how you pronounce it with the uh, with the Falco flair, Amadeus. <laughs> yes, Jonesy. Not not to be confused. With the boy bugger who played Principal Rooney, Jeffrey Jones. And uh, the famous John Ramos. John Ramos, um, real huge fan of mine. And I'm a fan of his, great guy. Yeah, and he typically watches uh, because his wife and daughter, his teenage daughter, watch the franchise, so he just kind of watches along with them. But he says even they are like, nah. We'll skip this season. It this isn't very sucks. It sucks so bad. What about Monsi Bolaños? Is she still following along? I uh, have engaged her um, her interest in watching. So no. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Um, okay. So where did we we left off? Um, Braden and Aaron Aaron B are our rivals. Um, Aaron B, good looking black guy, smart, uh, very Gen Z sensitive. Braden is the I don't know what you you how you categorize him other than to say he's like Brian Beckner but like half his age with a real good uh you know good good jaw good jawline and chin yeah he's got a, earrings he's much better looking I don't have earrings he's he's much better looking Brian Beckner and but you're not the only one um, you said that last week and I got multiple DMs where people agreed with me. Yeah. And then I, I put it out to my hot girlfriend, Shay. I'm like, Hey, there's some guy on the bachelor that wears, um, that wears women's earrings that people say looks like me. And then, she, and all she said was, well, don't get any ideas. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting, I'm not getting women's earrings, but y- you'd think that she might have some interest in, in, um, in checking out or looking at or 
being aware of the person that that's on TV that people say looks like me, but she had none. It's that that's how that's how uninteresting the bachelor is, is that her boyfriend does a podcast about it and people say he looks like a guy on it. And she's like, it's that's it's just still too boring for me to even look at. Just to to go on record and I'll bring it up again. Um, this is the same woman who admitted on the Bauer Lifestyle podcast right. a couple years ago that she followed the boyfriend or husband of a celebrity on OnlyFans just to, to check out his dick. <laughs> yes, um, so, it's pretty close. Yeah. So she she wouldn't check out Braden for that's, free on TV, but she she true. definitely went on OnlyFans. She paid she paid nine ninety nine because she <laughs> she had a feeling some dude had a huge penis and and she needed that confirmed and she was right. So um, typically speaking, when when these when these people move locations, because remember last week ended at the beautiful Oceanside uh, city by the beach in Southern California. Well, usually they make a big deal out of it, like we're leaving California. But no, yeah. um, this episode just starts in cold, rainy, dreary Skamania County, Washington. Insane. Insane. Um, the best. The best part. And look. It looks like a very beautiful place, but the best we we point this out every season. The bachelorette budget is not the bachelor budget, which is why the bachelorette is on the is on in the summer, because that is not a prime TV viewing season. And so the budgets aren't as good. So the locations are much less good every season. And and case in point, Snoqualmie, Washington, where they headed off to. Yeah. And um as Jesse Palmer says, it's it's where uh, Bigfoot has been witnessed many times. It's the same county. Yeah. Um, Charity, I think Charity said, and she just said this in a very matter-of-fact way like she had to say it. She's like, it's a new location. Anything can happen. I'm just ready to explore what's here. Yeah. So that was a nothing sentence. There was a she lot. Said, yeah, there was a lot nothing, of that. A lot without saying anything in that yeah. sentence. Yeah. Um, now, um, everyone on camera was obligated to say how much of a beautiful place it was. And, of course, you know, they're at this log cabin kind of resort place and um, just like going around and making sure everyone knew that this place in Washington is the place to be. Never heard of it personally, no. but that's fine. Yeah. Um, so the first group date comes out. I'm sorry. The first date card comes out. And... Um, all the dudes are sitting around, and it's Doughton, the seven-foot African yep. uh, immigrant, yep, who is, I think, uh, a Brooklyn guy he from Nigeria. Yep, yep, and um, he gets the first one-on-one guy now uh, date. Now, I've stated many times already in the season that I think he's a genuinely good guy yeah i've come around on him because he and i pointed out that when he introduced himself his the way he introduced himself is like he's like i didn't go really want to go on the bachelorette but i everyone gets called i got the call and all my friends are always like you're the most fun you're the most handsome you're the life of the party and i'm like jeez like take it easy on the on the self-congratulations but since then i've come around on Dotton. he seems like a nice guy yeah, and and I'll be I'll go on record as saying that I I think you mixed him up with another contestant. Oh, possibly. I don't think I did though. I don't think it's I did. It's neither here nor there. Um that could happen. He gets the first um date of the the trip in Washington and and the uh date card says leap of faith. Now we've been down this road before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh taking leaps of faith typically yeah. there's, means, there's two things. Yeah. Yeah, either skydiving or bungee. Yep. And it's usually just filled with lame cliches. Like, you know, love has a lot of risk to it. And sometimes you just have to hold on and and jump and and hopefully you can hang on. Like, just stupid ass cliche analogies. I will give I will give the show credit this week. They did not go to the lame analogies. In fact, this um this bungee cord jumping um scene yeah which i'm sure you forwarded no i watched it i watched it i have thoughts it it was actually like it was again no cheesy analogies you had two people that were uh deathly afraid to do it who did it not once but twice yep they seemed genuinely like 
into the fact that they did it and that did they did it together. Yep. And then it and then it was over. Like I wasn't I wasn't all cheesed out about it. Yeah. I thought it was a, a decent scene eh. that showed two people conquering yeah. their fears. Yeah, I mean they did um well first of all, and you're a you're a, a well known bungee jumper. Well known, yeah. Well known. I believe didn't they bungee one time on the bachelor, they bungee jumped off that one bridge in Pasadena. That's like very, that's a very common place to commit suicide. Had you not also bungee jumped off that same bridge? <laughs> uh, you, you, you said a lot there. There's yes. no bridge in Pasadena. Oh, it's, it's in the near San Gabriel mountain. It's near there. I don't remember the bachelor going there, but yeah. maybe, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And also the, um, Oh, there, you're right about the cliches thing, but there were there was a lot of um, let's let's finish this. Let's while we're while we're hanging from a bridge, and th- that to me seems like the worst part. Well, the worst part is the falling backwards, obviously, but then the but then hanging hanging um, from a bridge while waiting for uh, some quasi coherent. Vietnam vet that may or may not be in a flashback and could be on all manner of substances to to winch you up up the bridge or or lower you down. I don't know which is worse. I don't honestly. They they both sound pretty bad to me. And I don't know if you kind of look at these guys that were op- operating the bungee concession in this part of Washington, but you know Washington is like the meth capital of the United States. It's certainly the Pacific Northwest. And the, the, I, all I could think of was like, who's, who's checked the tension of that ring around their chest. And who, like, who knows for sure that the straps were tightened properly and all that. But I did like that while there's, they're still like fluttering in in the air after the initial jump, she had, they had a full make out. And then while they, while, um, they didn't use any of the typical cliches, as you pointed out. Charity, who's just there's nothing happening there, as far as I'm concerned. She, uh, um, she did say, "I was so happy Dutton was here because um, he's the only he's the only person that could have got me through this, or something like that." <laughs> How about what if a Navy SEAL was there? What if, yeah. what if, uh, what if um, Captain America? Was there? Is it? How could it? Uh, we're supposed to say Dutton, this guy you just met, is the only person that could have helped you survive this this bungee jumping situation. I, I just it was a lot for me to take. That's all. Yeah, she's and she's typically um, not very imaginative with her dis- describing yeah. her feelings and stuff. Yep. So the real drama of this entire episode uh, takes place back at the hotel as Dutton and Charity are bungee jumping. They go back to the hotel yeah. and they got a bunch of dudes just talking about their feelings on the couch, which yeah. is always which was always a strange one. Yeah. And then they show Braden basically rolling his eyes that guys like Sean talking about his feelings and how much he really needs to get time with charity. Sean's Sean's the one with the highlights that look that's got big Scott Thorson vibes. Yeah, and he was the, the Ken doll winner last week. He's real pretty. Yeah. He's real pretty. And he's a he's a cheese dick. Like he's just yeah. so he, he's he's so awful um, in every way. Has has uh, how many times do you think this conversation has ha- happened around the Tampa area um, with people that grew up with um, what's his name Sean that has Sean. big he's got big Scott Thorson vibes. Do you think here here's a conversation? You tell me how many times this has happened. Hey, did you hear that um, Scott? I mean, Scott Thorson, you know, the guy from high school with big Scott Thorson vibes, Sean, with the highlights. Oh, yeah, I got the highlighted hair and the, and the um, really red lips. Yeah, him. Did you hear he's on The Bachelorette? Uh, with, uh, with, a, with a female? <laughs> I'm just saying he looks a little out of place. That's all. I just, oh, I, I'm, I'm surprised to see him there. That's all. Can, to remind our listeners that this Thorsten guy that you're referring to was uh, Liberace's lover. <laughs> he was. Liberace's lover. Who, who, who Lee Baracci 
forced to get facial surgery so that he would look more like Lee Baracci. Right. Right. And he was also in, uh, involved in the Wonderland murder. So Google Thorsten. Anyway, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, you got to look it up. Yeah. Um, so the drama takes place back at the hotel because, you know, remember, Aaron B. and Braden are already rivals because Aaron B. tattletailed on Braden in the last episode. So Braden's pissed at him. Um, what does he say about uh, about Sean? He says um, Sean and his butt chin are really starting <laughs> to annoy me. Um, I had to throw it on pause after that because then they yeah. did go. They did go to a shot of of Sean, and I can confirm he does in fact have a butt chin. And then he followed that up with another perfect description. You you use Thorsten from behind the. Calabria or whatever. Candelabra. Candelabra. But uh, Braden says he looks exactly like the prince from Shrek. Um, so that's, that's a he does, and he's yeah. kind of the same size. <laughs> Again, Braden like, Braden has been a refreshing, uh, welcomed contest on the show. He just yeah. calls people out on their shit. Yeah. He says, he's like, Aaron B just completely sold me down the river last episode because he's yeah. threatened by me. He says it was a bitch move. Um, so anyways, yeah. did you, to- before we move on, something that I noticed about the hotel that was, that I found very stressful. I, I come home and it's, it's, it's very warm here. So it's not a, it's not a proper com- comparison, but I'm wearing exactly one garment right now, a pair of shorts. I'm sitting here recording a pair of shorts. I have no shirt on, no socks, no hat, nothing. I have a pair of shorts on and I know it's cold there. But they were indoors. Was there an issue with the heating up? Was the boiler out? Was something going on at the hotel they were in? Because all of these guys were layered to the fucking gills to do indoor interviews. They had a they'd have a t-shirt, a yeah. sweatshirt, a flannel, and a jacket or a puffer vest. Like they were joining the Merchant Marines. What? Why did they need so many garments on to be interviewed indoors? Did you? Is that something you noticed? And did that bother you? I didn't notice it, but I do know the nature of of television. And you would think that just the lighting that they they put on these guys for those interviews is is enough to to keep them so warm. hot. It was a bit chilly, and they were still wearing all that. So stuff. hot. And to quote Jason Stewart has clearly stolen this joke from many other people. They say the camera adds 10 pounds. How many cameras were on you? You figure you would, you figure you want to wear fewer garments. So right. you look, look the least bulky. I mean, what is, a puffer vest inside. It's insane to me. It was just a crazy choice. So after Braden kind of cuts down, um, the Prince from Shrek and Aaron B. He again makes a very, very self-aware comment about the show that I'm sure the producers hated. And he's like, I just, I wish that charity could stop being the bachelor with me. She, yeah. She's acting like the bachelor. I'm sorry. Bachelorette. Yeah. Just, I wish that she should, he actually said this. I wish that she could be off with me. In other words, they're constantly on. They're on camera and they're acting. Uh, it's a big presentation, which leads you to very uh, superficial connections and relationships. Hence, the percentage of people that are still together after co- going off the show. But again, he does. He's spent the last three episodes making very pointed comments about yeah, the nature yeah. of the show, and I love it. Yeah. Um, no, he's. I mean. Braden, he is a little irritating, and you can see why the other guys hate him. Because, but he's he is also sort of real, where he's like, "Look, he's like, I don't know if I want to be here if the chick I'm trying to date is dating twenty other dudes." A normal reaction to have. Yes, that's he's just being real with it, and he's and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe you! So you're not here for the right reasons?" And he's like, "Actually, I am." And also, I already told her this. Like, you're not going to catch me in this. You're not going to tattle on me because she knows I told her this already. And these and the other guys are like, there's they're so beta 
And they're like, we, you know, we're just here to trust the process and we know it's a TV show, but I'm, I'm here to find love. And Brayden's like, well, I could see myself continuing to date her. He's like, but getting down on one knee at the end of this after knowing somebody for three weeks and spending a total of six hours in their presence, that just doesn't seem sane to me. And it's not. And I kind of relate to almost everything this guy says. Like, yeah. he, he got onto the show because he probably thought it would be kind of a cool thing to do. Yep. And his friends, whatever, told him about it. And then he realizes once he's on the show how phony people are. And yeah. He's like, he has an issue with the phoniness of the show. Like, that, the shit that everybody knows that the show is not for real and it's not reality TV. Like, he, it kind of, uh, what do you, it kind of, pisses him off like he's unwilling to accept that part of the show so that makes him a great contestant but anyways um you go back to the date after bungee cord dotton and um and charity they don't do one eating food in fact they very much eat their food they make s'mores oh yeah oh yeah jason i I thought of you when this was happening because because dotton was like i've never had s'mores and way to ruin s'mores because they did the tried and true. I'll make a s'more and then we'll, we'll lady in the trampet from either yeah. side of the s'more, yeah. which is, and, and if you've eaten s'mores, first of all, how, how the graham cracker is still available. Has there ever been a more <laughs> trash food stuff on this planet it's something you give a baby because it's so hard and crusty that they can they can they don't have teeth so they'll just gnaw on it until it turns into mush which is basically what you have to do or if you make a s'more out of it you put the you know you put the thing in the thing the uh, marsh marshmallow and i like to let my marshmallow catch on fire and, and get it real burnt on the outside then you put the little piece of hershey right you put put like half a hershey bar but then you ruin it by putting it between two graham crackers because immediately when you go to take a bite the entire graham cracker structure falls apart around the inner gooiness of the s'more and now we're going to try to do that from both sides at once i mean psychotic i think like hardcore outdoors people that are listening right now are yelling at their uh device saying you just have n- don't know how to cook a s'more. Stop it. Like I think people, I think there are hardcore s'more makers. I don't, yes. I don't like them. I don't. I'm not a big marshmallow guy. I yeah. certainly am not a big melted marshmallow guy. Yeah. So I, I don't do that stuff. But they do it, and you're right. They do the the lady in the tramp thing where they kind of eat it together and yep. meet in the middle, and it was disgusting. There's got to be a better exterior. There's got to be a better delivery system for the s'more than the graham cracker. There has to like. There's something else. I'm we, guessing. I'm guessing they've tried. I'm guessing well, they've tried. But just like, let's um, think on it. This could be. This could be an episode of the Bear. Everybody loves the Bear. They could be. They could be out at the at the out out in the test kitchen at what's his, Carmi's apartment, trying to come up with a, a new gourmet s'more. Send them that idea. Good reference. I'm. By yeah. the way, I'm. I'm the guy that's telling everybody to watch the Bear. I'm. Yeah. I, I, anybody I, I I see, I tell them to watch it. Um, yeah. So. Um, this is kind of where the show reaches a point that's unusual. This is where the show becomes like genuine and real. You have this African immigrant who came here at five years old or something because his aunt like won a lottery, an immigrant lottery. Yeah. Brought their family. It's a good over. story. It's a good story. And it's just a rate. Like, it's not necessarily a, a an interesting story, yeah. but it's a good American, like heartfelt yep. story. Yep. And how much he appreciates being here, and like, yes. and how he want he just wants to have a family, and like, yes, this is this is the strangest part, in that there's nothing, there's no red flags, and I can't I can't be critical of this uh, of yeah. this 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 get together. He says a very genuine story. Yep. She she eats it up. Yep. They they're both like very sweet people, which yep. means that they're not made for this show. Like she. She is so innocent yep. and and easily, I think, manipulated, which mm-hmm. is why she's 
going to be a good contestant. Yep. I think she falls in love with like yeah. eight guys. Yeah, but, she's a she's a rule follower, and she's she's a good yeah. um, whatever the producers tell her to do. She's going to be a good soldier out there, which is but which is great for the show. There's always there's just always a layer of uh, filth with this with this show, and like in this scene, this exchange, I just saw two very sweet people having a genuine moment, and they're innocent, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, they don't. They don't deserve this show, or or this show doesn't deserve them. Them, like it's yeah. a, it's too too positive, and it's not the reason why we watch the show. It, yep. it was just a very positive moment. Now, um, they get they go to select the uh, the the guys with the group date. I don't know if you know this, Brian, but yeah, the structure of the the show, the format is if you're not named on the group date, yeah, you're gonna get the final. The one-on-one, the final one-on-one on on the episode. Yes. So the show has to like paint by numbers and show like three or four dudes explain to the viewers why not hearing their name and having added special time with charity is going to mean make all the difference in the world. Yep. So they hope they don't hear their name. Um. Let's see. What's his name? Pretty guy. Uh. Joey. Joey. The uh, the tennis tennis, tennis pro. He names everybody's name except for Xavier, uh, attractive-looking black dude. Never heard of him. Who's uh, getting his PhD and seems like a really good guy. But so he's yeah, he's so getting the date. Two things before we move on. You mentioned um, Doton's story, which is a nice story. And then she goes on a date, not to jump ahead, but she goes on a date with Xavier, and Xavier has a, a nice story about why he's getting a PhD. It's almost like... They develop these stories with the producers and the producers tell them, hey, now's the time. You got your one-on-one. Here's where you tell the story. Remember the story we talked about? Here's your story. Do your story. That's all I'll say. Secondly. It's almost like that? Yeah. Yes. It is almost like that. It is almost like that. The way they perform the naming of of the group date participants where he's, you know, you know, this took a couple takes because Joey, these guys aren't actors. I mean, they kind of are, but Joey, the tennis pro, he, he's reads a name and then he slowly looks up and makes eye contact directly with the person whose name he's meant. Like he says his own name and then he's like, Sean. And then he looks at Sean and then he looks back at the card and then he says, then Caleb, and he looks at Caleb makes, and then they've got four cameras on him so they can get him from different angles as he makes eye contact with the person. Whereas if you, uh, it's not realistic. Cause if you were just going to read something, you'd pick up the card and you would just read the whole card all at once. You wouldn't stop name after name to have an eye contact moment with another dude. It's just, you know, it's, that's something I noticed. I like that. Yep. I, I haven't even thought about that. That they've done. They do several takes of reading the card, yep. which means when they when they do leave a person out and they figure out who isn't uh, going on the group date, yep. then it's a less genuine, like the sixth or seventh take. But yes, you're right. Exactly. When, when they start showing the that one, I don't even know what you call it, the video ph- photography term for it. But when you have like the Joey, Joey in full focus. And then he blurs out, and the full focus goes to the person he just named. Mm-hmm. You know that there's multiple takes. Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good giveaway. Um, so the group date is I'll meet you in the woods or something. And one of these fucking geniuses is like, that's pretty vague. I have no idea what yeah. what she means by that. Yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna be in the woods. So yeah. I don't know if that's vague. Yeah. It sounds it sounds actually pretty direct. It sounds pretty uh, obvious. But um, so they show up in the woods, and these three paid theater actors. Oh my god! Acting as seven and eight year old Girl Scouts mm, yeah. um, come marching in. Yep. And Charity was like, "Hey, here's a, there's some local Girl Scouts here that are going to choose. Yep. Which one of you uh, is the best at mm-hmm. whatever challenge?" And like these these girls, God bless them. Like they are so good at the delivery. Like they, you could tell that there's a lot of scripted lines, and they they're very good like at presenting 
and enunciating yep. and projecting. They're horrible. And then they have their little cute lines, and the guys are eating it up. But they're one not is one is supposed local to Girl Scouts. No, of course they're not. not. No, these are they look. They have their sad cards. Like they're on strike today. They're actually striking right now. They right. couldn't promote this episode because they're striking. The one, the one like had to act like a little demon and they all had like these prepackaged canned reactions. And I, I think I speak for America. I think I speak for the world when I say there is nothing worse than a precocious child. No one wants this. <laughs> no one wants to see precocious children it's real dumb and it's real annoying and it this is what the bachelor does they play us for fools yep yeah and these uh scouts uh give them the first challenge which is go find food in the woods yeah like edible something edible and bring it back yeah um so they do it and brayden is like uh being a jackass Brayden's the only one not wearing like a coat, and the other contestants are like, I don't know why he's not wearing a coat. I mean, I don't know what his deal is. Yeah. And uh, white guy, generic white guy Tanner, he's starting to get pissed off with Brayden just because his his attitude and whatnot. But um, they bring back like I don't know, like plants and dates and no, this, but this this stuff's all put out there. I see, I see, I see a guy grab a, a pile of raisins. There's a there's like a mossy <laughs> rock, and I see a guy walk over and grab a pile of raisins. And then one, they all seem to find mushrooms. Oh, I got fine mushrooms. Um, what's his name? Braden finds finds two totally intact turnips, <laughs> like straight out of the farmer's market. And then like like an asshole, he's like chomping them like an apple, and his teeth are turning all purple like an idiot. Uh, and then one other guy has pine nuts. Oh, here's pine nuts. Like, what are we doing? What is this challenge? It's stupid. At least the one guy, and I'm surprised he didn't catch more shit for the for this. One guy murdered a frog. He went Aaron down. B. Yeah. Aaron B. Aaron he B. Won, he won it. He, he won the challenge. Yeah, because he went down there and look, he fell in the water, which Charity likes because, you know, you're trying. He fell in the water and he went down there and he's like, I'm a Louisiana boy. So I I went looking. We're going to have a good old fashioned frog fry or whatever they do down there, which I'm, I don't think I'm into that, honestly, because it's like the little bones, you know, I'm just not. That's not. I'll do chicken wings and that's like my level of tiny bones or maybe like a Cornish game hen or quail, but I'm not doing little tiny. I'm not eating a frog. It just grosses me out, but he murders a frog. He's like, Oh, here's a dead frog. Disgusting. Supposedly. Yeah. Um, so, um, then they do this, uh, they do another challenge where they have, they have chalkboards and they, they answer questions. So anyways, the scouts, the three, uh, little obnoxious actors, choose Aaron B uh, as the winner of this challenge. So Aaron B gets a little extra time with Charity in the Woods. And this is great because Braden, he's starting to lose it. Because yeah. you know, Aaron B is his main rival. Yep. And he starts going in about the, how this guy is so cookie cutter. Like, if you want a cookie cutter dude, then maybe this isn't the show for me. Like, I want to surround myself with people that make my life more interesting, not cookie cutter people. And um, I need to get some clarity from charity tonight. And it, this is bullshit. So he's starting to kind of lose it a little bit after they choose Aaron B. Um, flash forward to the cocktails and Aaron B and Braden start to, to go at each other. And then you add Sean to the mix and they're all kind of saying shit like, hey, man, you told on me last episode that's bullshit. And uh, and Aaron B keeps going to this. I'm just here to protect her. And Braden's like, no, you're not. You're here to, to, to get rid of a threat, blah, blah, blah. While they're raising their voices, and this is very planned and scripted, while they're raising their voices on the couch, Charity walks in and here's, here's what they're saying. Yeah. So. I so mean, this is, this is this is totally contrived. Of course, like she, so, yeah. So she basically just kind of sits there with her uh, her arms folded and is like, "Okay, what's going on? What what exactly are you guys talking about? What what's the deal?" And Aaron B and Sean start going at this. He's not here for the right reasons. Yep. He he has packed his bags each of the Twice. last two dates. Yeah, and um, he 
he's you know he's on the cusp of going home. He yeah. doesn't believe in this process. Yeah. And Aaron and uh, Braden didn't really defend any of that. He's like, yeah. And and I guess he told her at some point. Yeah, he goes. He goes. No, he goes. I told you I packed my bags. And then she, and then she says twice. twice? <laughs> yeah, what twice. difference does it make? Yeah. yeah. So um, so she's like, okay. And so she pulls Braden to talk to him about all this. The show went in a direction I didn't think it was going to go. I thought they were going to keep the villain around as much as long as possible. Well. Braden basically sits down with her and says what he's been telling us on camera and has been basically alluding to the whole time that like, I don't like you dating other people while you're dating me. This bothers me. I'm not going to be able to get past that. And I don't like the process and this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that there was going to be a thing where she talked him into staying to keep the villain there. And she was like, Okay, I guess I'll walk you out. Yeah. It was kind of kind of anticlimactic in that yes. you got the feeling the whole time that she didn't really want him to she leave. She didn't. She didn't. And and he didn't really want to leave, but she just kind of gave him an easy out and said, okay, I'll walk you out. Yeah, she, she acted all hard in front of the other guys, and then when she got him alone, she was like, what's going on? And then, exactly. But then he it, ultimately it was his decision to leave, and then he left. And then she stole the val. Look, look, I'll come right out and say it because, you know, this isn't going to be a lot of people. This is this. Jason, I don't know if you know this. They call this show a great white in a sea of bachelor podcasts because this show has teeth. And I'm going to come right out and say it. Charity lied. She stole the valor of Braden leaving and she jumped on it and said, okay, I got rid of him. Like she made it seem like she sent him away and, but he made the choice to leave. And now I'm going to point out something else that I noticed. First of all, Braden and charity were, they look like an older couple at a flea market where one, where the um, husband wears a Hawaiian shirt and the wife has a matching muumu that's the same pattern but not not as drastic. He they were both they were both kind of wearing maroon. Yeah. She had a maroon dress on. He had a maroon shirt on. And then yep. I don't know if you noticed this, but go back and look because I did. Braden had these stupid. You know, he wears these stupid earrings. He had these stupid like dangly women's earrings, and they were little triangles. And in the triangles. There was a gradient of color that started with orange. It went like yellow, orange, and then in, and then into, then into also maroon. Charity's eyeshadow was the same gradient of colors. Orangey at the top down to a, a, like a burgundy color near the lids. What I'm saying is they were completely matched. They were set up to have that moment and somebody somebody set directed it and said, hey, makeup lady, what if we do Charity's makeup to look like to match Brayden's earrings? Go back and look at it. Go back and look at it and you'll see that I know what I'm talking about. Okay. That's it. See, this is the uh, this is kind of what how we complement each other well yeah. on this. Yes, that's the type of shit yep. that I would never notice or even care to notice. Right, but you you're big on the details. Yep. you're big on the the aesthetics. Um, but I look yep. right past that. Well, because these so people's these people's that. words give me rage, so I have to find something else for my eyes to do. I have to find something else to notice, so I don't pull my TV off of the wall. So Brayden says goodbye and she goes back to the couch and like you said, kind of acts like it was her choice. And then the rest of the cocktails after she actually said out loud, I don't know how I'm going to be able to continue. All the other guys like line up and try to outdo each other and just kissing her ass and being all disingenuous and saying, you know, I just want to know how you're doing. I mean, this is all about how your feelings are. And I really want your feelings to be great. And uh, I'm here for you. And then she makes out with all the all the rest of the guys. Yep. And she's feeling good about herself. So um, so I guess the, the breakup with Brayden was uh, was a big moment. She got a lot of her her ego stroked the rest of the night. Yep. Love the rest of the group date ends up giving the uh, rose to tennis pro Joey. 
yeah. whose father uh, is gay. He father came out when he was a child. Yeah, and wasn't that two episodes ago? See, that's yeah, his. Yeah. That's his canned story. Hey, yeah. hey, Joey. Now it's time to tell everybody that you got a gay dad. Yep. Yeah. Um. So the one-on-one date to end the episode is Xavier, and here's what Xavier. The the obstacle he has to face here is that not only does he look like her ex, but he acts like her ex and that he's very kind of like cool. He's very like she says she says over complimentary. Like mm. I guess like I guess you could be over complimentary and like um telling your woman that she looks great yeah. and you're so pretty and you're yeah. so smart. And she says that these traits remind her of her ex who cheated on her. So oh, yeah. I guess her ex would do all that shit into yeah. her face and then yeah. be be hitting all yeah. the other uh, ladies back home. So yeah, um, it's, so, it, this isn't so, going to be popular either. Um, let me say something else that's not popular. If you're in a relationship with somebody and the, and the person in the relationship cannot stop talking about their ex, that is a giant red flag. Charity is a waving. Look, if it's not a, her close relationship with her brother, if that's not the biggest red flag she's got, the, the, um, the, oh, my boyfriend cheated. Oh my God. Wait, you're <sighs> peaches are in season and, and you want to buy peaches at the grocery store. That, that reminds me of the time that my uh, ex-boyfriend cheated on me all those times. And it's like, it's just, you're just never going to get away from that. She's clearly not over it. And look, I don't, I'm not here to belittle her trauma. I'm sure it sucked that that happened to her. I'm sure she's still working through it, but maybe it's not time to get married. Is my guess that, you know, just based on what I'm seeing. Well, I don't know if you caught the previews, but some black dude shows up later on the season out of nowhere. And they, at the very least, they make you think it's the ex that's returning to get her back. It's of course it's not. It's, it's going to be Nehemiah, her brother, (laughs) or uh, I didn't, I thought, I thought Braden comes back again after the second come after the first comeback. So um, Charity and Xavier, their activity on their date is a fruit festival, which I, I can't think of a more boring thing to do than a fruit festival. But as Xavier says, I've never been at a fruit festival before. Um, but it, it was be- a weak. It was a made up fruit festival. It was the bitchest little <laughs> fruit festival I've ever seen. But yeah. He says, yeah. I've never been to one before, but there couldn't be a more por- perfect location to be with a more perfect girl. And yeah. I'm thinking, I think there could be a more perfect location than a fruit festival in Washington. I, I think there, there are more perfect locations than that. But yeah. anyways, um, uneaten food after this fruit festival, boring date. Yeah. Uh, he starts going into his past and how his tr- only trauma with his past and his ex was, that his ex didn't reciprocate the amount of effort and love that mm. he gave her blowjobs. And that that's, yeah, that's not trauma, but that's, yeah. that's what, that's what his trauma mm-hmm. is. But he's you know, down, he was down there doing work, getting her warmed up and trying to make her feel good. And, you know, he maybe he, he maybe expected her to occasionally return the favor and she wasn't into that, you know, that's he, and he's got some trauma from that. And that's look, that's a red flag for him too. She does uh charity does not, she does not hold the, um, she's not the, allow- the only one allowed to have red flags here. I think that that may be what he was working. That's a great yep. point. And yep. that maybe reciprocation is a euphemism for oral yep. reciprocation. That's right. And he, and he was basically saying to her, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time down there. Yeah, that's exactly um, and, right. You know, and yeah, and maybe that's what, that's what his whole angle was. Um, now, um, you know, as she kind of previews this, this um, uneaten food yeah. session. Yeah. She wants to get to the bottom of how loyal he is because he really reminds her of this ex. Not, the, the, this not is, to his fault. Yes. Yes. This is an all time uneaten food session, by the way. Cause I, you know, I like to take a look at the uneaten food. This guy appeared to have multiple steaks on his plate. There looked like there was a one, there was like a thick ribeye and it looked, I swear to God, you know, it could have been some mashed potatoes or something. It appeared to also be on top of another ribeye. He, he was going Fred Flintstone on the plate there. Guys, the guy's trying to get his protein in. <laughs> like there's some dogs off offset that need to be fed after the scene. Yeah, yes, um, exactly. 
So the um, so as she previews before this session, she's like, I need to get to the bottom of this. He's giving me this vibe, and he start, She starts talking about the infidelity she's experienced and how she doesn't want to get back into something like that. Like, yeah. really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Most people don't. Yeah, and and he says something. Um, he says honesty at all times. That's what you're going to get from me. Yeah. Now, now the thing about him saying that is, I'm certain that this guy that fucked her over and cheated on her yeah. said that exact same thing. Of course. Like, yeah. Saying that you're always going to get honesty from me. That I don't know if that really quells this vibe. Yeah. That getting. But anyway. Yeah. Exactly. It could be triggering because the other guy said it and it was a lie. Maybe work through the trauma of your past relationships before you get married on TV. And, but what he does to win the date, and this is a great move, and God bless him, by the way. My mother had MS as well. Oh, I know the horrible. struggles that exist. Yeah. He says, my mother has MS. My dad is a primary caregiver who does every, everything to take care of her, and it motivated me to get my PhD in this emphasis, and I'm going to – that's what I'm going to do for a living. And it was a very – touching story a complete left-hand turn from this infidelity shit and she starts crying and she's like that's so beautiful and he wins her over xavier gets a rose again two two one-on-one dates in one episode where the story uh won the day and i can't i can't talk shit or poke phone at it's it it's a great story really no it's 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 a beautiful story and um, yeah, no, no shade there. I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's, he was inspired to do something with his life and be, because of his, his mom's illness and his parents' love. And it was a nice story. So with Brayden gone, everybody's really happy. Like the guys, the guys back at the yeah. hotel are just like, Oh, this is amazing. Brayden's gone. Yeah. But Tom, uh, half Chinese guy who gave her a fortune cookie on night one. I'll Hold on. That. I thought that dude's name was John. Oh, is it John? It's okay. John, data scientist, 27. H- half Chinese guy. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. Um, he he keeps talking about how important it is to get time with her yeah. at the cocktail hour. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but yeah. having that conversation <laughs> in that time is so important. It is. That it could mean the difference between her keeping you or not keeping you. Um, the yeah. contestants on this show have such very little awareness yeah. to understand that it's a TV production yeah. and that your fate is set. Yeah. No matter no matter what time you spent with her in the cocktail hour, yeah. she's already told the producers who she's going to pick yes. and it, it and your your fate was set. So. Yeah. They, Tom they does keep a pe- lot of they, whining. Yeah, like they, John does. they keep people around based on storyline. John has no fucking storyline. He's gone. Like he's leaving. Like and, and eventually everybody is. You know, Scott Thorson's gonna go be go next episode until she gets down to the last two, who they already know who they are. So rose ceremony cocktails. Um, John pulls her aside, and then they show Braden. Yeah, make a big dramatic entrance. Jane, now, Braden, Jane, now hold on, was this the next day? Because I thought it was the same night, but I guess it was the next day because they had different clothes on. Yeah, it was the next day. Yeah. So, so Braden walks in, and um, as Sean Sean likes to point out, Braden had flip flops and a scarf. Yeah. Um, just to let the the listeners who don't watch the show know, that Sean was also wearing a, shar- a scarf. But he had he wanted to make sure that Braden was was such an asshole that he walked in with flip flops, and this is what Sean says: the scumbag walks through the door, doesn't even address us. Yeah, shows you how much he only thinks about himself. Yes, he's Why not in he a, you. He's not in a relationship with you, and that's the thing. These betas are like, oh, so glad he's gone. They, you never. You Never, never. You you got to rise above the other dudes. That's the thing. You you can't get caught up in what everybody else is doing because you look like a bitch. And all these guys look like bitches because they were about to cry that Braden oh, showed really up. Do. Yeah, they really do. And so Braden shows up and walks right to Charity, who happens to be making out with yeah. half Chinese guy yeah. John. Yeah. So 
they're literally making out. So yeah. whatever conversation they had or didn't have, they yeah. start kissing. Yeah. And and Braden Braden kind of waits it out. Now uh John looks up, he sees Braden. Braden says, I just need to speak with her for a minute. And John walks out dejected. Yeah. And starts to complain to the yeah. other dudes about yeah. how yeah. I couldn't finish my conversation yeah. with her. That's bullshit. Yeah. Dude, if you were making out with her, like what what else were you gonna say to her? Like what when you start making out and then you tell her your life story? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but yeah, but but that's a big that's a big thing for this episode. This final this final scene here. Yeah, Tom feels or John feels like he was ripped of his time. But he anyways, was. yeah, uh, Brayden again goes one eighty from what we thought he would do. We yeah. thought he would try to beg her to come back to be back on the show. He just said, "Look, I was emotional the other night. I was in a bad headspace. Yeah. yeah, I said some things, and I just want to formally like." say goodbye and yeah. apologize yeah. that things didn't work out. Yeah. That's all he said. And, and, and it's a good move because he's basically like, look, I'm, you know, like this didn't work out for me. Cause I'm, I was so into you that I was going crazy. It was, it was making me insane to stay here because I just want to be with you. And look, look, Charity's going to pretend like she doesn't care, but there was this, Braden, he should have been wearing galoshes to that meeting and not and not flip flops because <laughs> there there was an ocean of juices around him after he did that because that is what people want to hear. I'm the only one. I came back for you because you're fucking everything. I couldn't stay here because you're so special. I can't bear the thought of of sharing you with anybody. I had to send you away because it hurt too bad. You're absolutely right. Yep. Like it's a great move. Yeah. And just like the first time he said goodbye, yep. you get the feeling that charity still isn't over this and she, she yeah. wants him hanging around, but he doesn't really give her a chance to. Yeah. He basically just says, that's all I wanted to say to you. And he walks off. Yeah. Um, the col- the col- so- He walked in. He, the Columbia River water level went up by seven inches while he was there, and he left. That's all. That's how it worked. It was as dry as the Sahara that's as right. he was making out with the half Chinese that's guy. That's right, John. And then he comes in. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it's a TV show, so they have to have him walk past the guys one more time as he's as he's walking off and going into the limo. Uh, Aaron B stops him yeah. and he puts his hands on him. Yeah. Like, Wait yeah. a minute, man. L- yeah. Let's talk about this. This is bullshit. Yeah. And Braden's like, dude, well, I'm not here for you. This isn't about you yeah. and fuck you. And he's just, start- he walks off. It's, it's and- a great flex. It's a great flex. He's like, I'm not here. Like the guy wants to have beef and Braden's like, no, you don't matter. Like you're nothing to me. You're of no consequence to me. I didn't yeah. come here. I didn't say hi to you. I'm not going to say goodbye to you. I'm not going to have some lame argument with you because you don't matter to me. All right. Yeah. Again, uh, Braden, uh, I have to, He's, he's a, one of the first contestants in a long time that I really can't, I can't argue with with any of his strategy yeah. um, and any of his reactions. He walks into the limousine, and half Chinese guy uh, John says something very Gen Z oh, yeah. and 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 badge. He's like, he's like, he's like, hey man, um, I just want to say one thing to you. You interrupted my time with charity. Yeah. I might go home now. Yeah. I, I might go home now. And then he says, you just, that's not how you treat a man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> all that is true. And all of it sounded so bitch. And then he, he said one more thing that you're leaving out, Jason. He goes, I'm fighting for my life here, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was so good. And then, uh, and then Aaron, comes in for some more trash talking and Braden's like dude I will, I will fuck you up just get out of yeah, my face yeah. and uh and Aaron and again it just sounded yeah. so unmanly yeah Aaron from like the protection of dudes in front of yeah. him and the fact that the the uh 
the limo the limo's right there he's like get the fuck out of here and then he's like punch the gas man punch the gas, <laughs> gas. like gas. oh god yeah. what a badge. yeah aaron did not aaron did not have a good edit he was way too invested in Braden, and we've seen this a million times before he is aaron b is not gonna win the bachelorette he just isn't this this guy never wins you can't be too invested in the relationships with your competitors and yeah. so the show does something next yeah. that was so uh, inevitable and predictable. Yeah. It has dudes on a couch. Who knows where Charity's been this whole time? Yeah. Dudes on a couch, and John says to the rest of the guys, hey, if it's all right with you guys, I want to finish my conversation with Charity. Yeah. And they're like, oh, of course, man. Yeah. Of course. You no. deserve it. No. And again, he was making out with her. Yeah. yeah. So what, what conversation was, so, but, um, so of course that, as soon as he said that, yeah, everyone knew that Jesse was going to come into the room and say, uh, sorry, guys, uh, very emotional night for charity. Yeah. Uh, we're going right to the ceremony. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Else. <laughs> So John is just like left there being, being a complete uh, imbecile and dejected. So, if you're if you're doing the math at home, yeah, uh, three people have roses. Yeah, uh, Dutton, Joey, and Xavier. And then when uh, Charity walks out, there's only three roses on the table. Yeah. So that means we're going to trim this thing down to six, and at least three guys are going home. So yeah. um, first rose goes to Aaron B., the, the badge. Yep. And then uh, this was kind of an upset that Tanner, Tanner, white guy, just yeah, random white guy, yeah. hasn't had any time with her. And then she gives it to uh, the Ken doll, Sean. Yep. So the three people going home are our guy, John. Yeah. The only reason he was sent home just didn't was get enough time. He couldn't finish the conversation. Yeah, didn't get enough time. Just needed his time. That's the only reason that John was sent home. I, for one, was shocked when he went home because the whole episode he was saying, I need more time or else I'm going to go home. If I don't get more time, I'm going to go home. You took my time. Now I might go home. And I mean, it's so rare that the person yeah. on the show that talks about how they're not getting enough time and they might go home ends up going home. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Never. That never yeah. happens. Yeah. Um and the funniest uh guy who had to go home, I random uh forgettable Michael was a black guy, didn't make any impression. He we got sent home, but fucking uh Aaron or was it Aaron? Who's the, what's the name of the Caleb? Caleb the wrestler? <laughs> How is he still there? Now I expected Sean and Caleb, because Sean and Caleb are basically the same I mean they're opposites, but they're they're basically the same guy in that the moment they walked into the mansion, you go, oh, well, that guy's not winning. And the fact that they were still there on episode four is shocking. And it's it's even more shocking that that Sean is going on to episode five. But then Caleb gets the boot. I mean, three episodes too late. The fact that he made it this long is insane. And then what happens, Jason? He starts, he starts to, to cry. He starts to cry. This guy starts to cry as soon as he doesn't get a rose. Yeah. That for those who haven't watched a, a, a minute of the of the season, he's just like very like uh, macho looking meathead from Florida who who his profession is a professional wrestler. Yeah, I don't know what if he is. He looks like he, he looks like he's on the indie circuit, in my opinion. Like this is this guy's not on W. One, he's not he's big got, enough. You know, he's got long flowing hair yeah. and he's got a goatee and like he's he's the he's new version. He's the new version of that uh, of that dude Tarzan from last season that was on the um, that was on the Bachelorette and he was he That's was right. fake nude the whole time. That's right, uh, James James Outman, the center fielder for the Dodgers. As yeah, well. yeah. Um, so, uh, but Caleb starts crying and he starts hugging guys and telling them how much he loves yeah. them. He's known these guys a week. I know. And and then he uh, says goodbye to Charity. And as he's crying in the in uh, in camera interview afterwards, he says, "It's amazing how fast you could fall in love with somebody." Meaning, yeah. meaning he fell in love with Charity, but yet had zero one-on-one connection with her the entire four episodes. He's had like, maybe like zero. eight minutes of conversation with her. 
the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, I had, I had feelings for that girl, man. This is a tough one. <laughs> so um, maybe he's working on maybe he's working on like his wrestling promos, you know, and he wants to seem like he's trying to do his like ultimate warrior thing where he's trying to like summon the, you know, the um, some uh, emotions. And so no more Caleb. So yeah. now he needs to see how that four episodes of Bachelorette impacts his brand and his, yeah. his pro wrestling career. Yep. And then uh, Tom is the last or John's the last person to say goodbye to charity. And you could tell that he milked it and like yeah. waited to be the yeah. last guy because lingered the big send off. And he would have stayed if he just would have had that last three or four minutes of conversation with her. And he cries. He's crying on camera. So, um, that sums it up. Uh, there, it looks like there are nine dudes left. The previews for the the rest of the season are pretty boring, except for this one part where she's like, "I've fallen in love with multiple men." Yeah, okay, so yeah. there's a trap. And yeah. then some some mystery person shows up to try to steal her away. Yeah. Somebody from her past. I'm guessing it's the boyfriend, but. That's how they 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 fuck you over on these previews. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Yeah, whatever whatever they're saying is about to happen is definitely not going to happen. And I'm only basing that on the fact that it never has happened the way they preview it to happen. So I could be wrong. Is that That's it? it. That's it. Excellent job as always, Jason Stewart. You do fantastic work. Um, listeners, we appreciate you. We appreciate you letting us shepherd you through what could quite possibly be the worst season in bachelor history. I'm fired up. Jason, are you fired up for the golden bachelor? Let's, let's, um, let's continue or start this conversation next episode to say the least. Um, I could not be less interested, and I have a, a series of reasons why. So oh that's God. a tease for next week's episode. How could they not bring, and we could talk about this next weekend, because everyone knows my all-time favorite bachelor, of course, is Byron Velvick. And that was the season that they went, <laughs> that was like season four of The Bachelor. He was a bass fisherman, and that's when they skewed a little older. And by older, everyone was like 37. that season and now they're like double that so and it was a while back so i'm like oh they're bringing the the golden bachelor they're bringing back byron velvic and i think he might be married at this point so maybe not but still i mean i'm fired up i want to see i want to see what's going on when this happens but we can talk about that next week that's 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 a nice little tease for jason stewart my name is brian beckner this has been the bachelor lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com we will see you next time Chris Harrison, you crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Ball deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection, we falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the baller lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the baller lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the baller lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it here. Yeah. It's the baller.